Welcome to Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Programme. Today is day 65 and we find ourselves in Numbers 13 and 14, John chapter 6 and verses 1 to 21, and then in Psalm 28. Now, in our Old Testament passage in Numbers, the Lord has led his people from Egypt to Mount Sinai and now he's taking them to the Promised Land. God calls for Moses to send out spies to see the land and ready the people to take it for themselves. Yet these spies come back with an unexpected message. The land is indeed good. It is everything that God promised, but we can't take it. The people are too strong. It sees some of the spies had forgotten the power of God and had become intimidated by what they saw. I say some because others didn't share this view. Caleb stood up and called for the people of God to once again trust in him for the Lord will surely give the land to them. As ever with human thinking and opinion, a disagreement was clear to see. Joshua and Caleb fought to be faithful, to take the people to the land and to trust God that he would give them what he promised. Yet the people rebelled and sought to kill anyone with such ideas. Again, as we have seen over and over, the Lord has been brought to the point of his righteous anger. How many times will this people not listen, show a lack of faith and rebel against his commands? There will be a judgment and not just the battle lost in chapter 14, but in the generations to come. Forty years of wandering the desert will pass before they enter the promised land. All this generation will pass away and will not see the promised land for they dishonoured the name of the Lord and showed a lack of faith. When we recognise the righteous anger of God and the unfaithfulness of the people here, we should not respond ourselves in fear. Rather, I think we should be responding in humility. If it were not for Jesus, we too would be in exactly the same place. Punishment for our sin. Jesus, though, is our saviour. We are no longer condemned, but we are the free people of God heading for our promised land in heaven. A truly humbling thought that Jesus came to save and set us free when it was our sin that took him to the cross. As we head into John's Gospel, we have a passage that many of us will know, the feeding of the 5,000. What's the basics of the story? Well, a large crowd follows Jesus. Jesus has compassion on them and desires to feed them. With little money and next to no food on offer, Jesus performs a miracle that not only feeds the 5,000, but has leftovers when finished. We could skip over the story like this, but let's look at some striking elements for a few moments. Jesus has compassion on the crowd. What a loving saviour that he considers the needs of the people, but more than that, he actions it. Compassion is not feeling sorry for someone, but seeking to help someone in their time of need. How many of us have felt sorry for someone, or even a level of compassion, or even think about doing a good deed, but never action it out? We're called to be like Jesus, not just thinking compassion, but doing compassion. Secondly, look at how Jesus turned to something small and then turned it into something quite large and significant. He took a humble offering and used it for his purposes. It is not the amount of the gift you see, but it's how the gift is given that is important. It was freely given. It was given in hope. It was given in anticipation. The Lord can do mighty things with a humble giving. You may not have a lot to give. You may have loads to give, but it's how you give that is important to the Lord. Thirdly, and this feeds into Jesus walking on water, look at the power and might of our Lord. He can turn a few items into a feast for 5,000 people and he can walk on water, circumventing the natural order of things. There is nobody like Jesus and his power is truly awe-inspiring. Don't get so caught up in your everyday life that you forget Jesus has the power to transform your life and to use it for 
a significant kingdom work. We should always be mindful of the mighty Lord Jesus in our lives. Finally, we have Psalm 28. I love both the beginning and the end of Psalm 28. The middle really is about a request to give the evil and wicked in the generation what they deserve. But the beginning and the end focuses on the psalmist in the time of trouble. Look at verse 1. The Lord is his rock. Look at verse 2. The Lord provides mercy and help. That is why the Lord is his rock. For in times of need, when everything else fails, the Lord is his saving mercy and help. Then look at the end of the chapter. In verse 7, the calls for mercy and help have turned into statements of conviction. The Lord is my strength and he is my shield. I am helped. The Lord hears the prayers of his children and he provides in his mercy and grace help when it is required. What do you need help with today? Call upon the Lord and with conviction know he will respond. Let's pray together. Father, we do pray that we would give humbly and with anticipation and with expectation that whatever we give, you will use for your kingdom's sake. We pray that we would rely upon your help and your mercy, that we would call upon it when we're in times of need and that we would trust in you. Father, we know that the spies were terrified of what they saw and didn't trust you in this promised land. We pray we would be like Caleb and Joshua, strong in our trust in you, so that whatever you're taking us into, we would be faithful and we res would respond in obedience. We pray this in your name. Amen.